Buckle up for your episode of Backend Business, a podcast that aspires to teach rising business owners to pave their way in the business industry. Hi, Vala. Hi, Vala. Hi, guys. Welcome to the fourth episode of Backend Business podcast. My name is Princess, a podcast team member of Backend Business, and I, Haran, will be your host in today's podcast. Today, we air our fourth podcast, where we will interview the owner of Bijewelry, Bias Vala Putri Hamida. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Was that right? It's right, it's right. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> okay, so hello, Vala. You can start by introducing and telling us a little bit about yourself, like fun facts or hobbies, and please introduce your business as well. Okay, uh, so my name is Bias Vala Putri Amida, but people call me Vala. Back in Indonesia, people call me Vala, but then people in France call me Bias. It's kind of confusing, but I'm known as Vala. Uh, I was born in 2001, so I'm 20 years old now. Also, I, I'm, studying, I'm currently studying in France. I'm taking uh, communications. Uh, and I've been studying French, the language itself, for uh, approximately five years now. Uh, so I started in uh, early high school, uh, grade 10 to be exact. And then I continued. Uh, I thought, like, uh, why, did, why, why, why don't I pursue this more? Uh, so then I decided I decided to continue my university in France. Also, yeah, I, I'm the owner of uh, Bijewelry, a small business account, uh, which is currently rebranding itself uh, to be a more, um, how do you say, a, a, an online shop that focuses on natural handmade natural handmade accessories, but still affordable. So I started the business itself in, I, uh, I, thought, the, uh, I thought that since I, was, I wasn't doing anything back in, uh, back in 2020s, since I was, uh, having a, I was having a gap year, I was having a gap year. And I, during that time, early 2020, I was waiting for uh, universities and France to answer my, uh, to, to give out their answers if whether I'm accepted or not. So I decided why not use my time to open up a business since I, I really wanted to open up a business since I was a first, uh, like uh, in high school. Uh, since I want uh, knowledge in, in the French culture and also my interest in, in the French culture, I decided to mix it bijouterie, means bijou from bijouterie, and I added lerie from jewelry. So like it's, it's more catchy than just bijouterie. That's it. Thank you. Wow, that's really good. Him is so cute. <laughs> Also, like, so you started your business like around 2020, right? Like, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Is it like as like a hobby or like, like, um... at first, I, al- I always like art, 
in my I grew up in a family where uh, art is taught since I was small because my father is himself is an artist. He likes to he, he designs and he draws a lot. So I wanted to express my artistic interest through something I like, which is also open a business. And I decided to open up a shop. So That's cool. So great. Interesting, though, like very, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's proceed to the interview questions, shall we? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So for the first question here, we have, so um, where and how did you come with the NIMBY jewelry? Um, the NIMBY jewelry itself is uh, derived from two languages, as I said before, it's bijou from the word bijouterie in French, in French, uh, which means accessories. And I changed the, the endings to lurie from the word jewelry in, in, in English. Wow, okay, that's very cool. Um, can, can we know what is the story behind your business? Like, how you just one day started like thinking thought about starting a business um at first the reason why i wanted to start a business to work on during the during uh, during lockdown uh it was because i uh, at first i grew up in a family where I'm not used to be given out uh, pocket money from by my parents, I was taught to not not uh I was I wasn't given pocket money like my friends uh, uh on a monthly basis, so I thought I wanted to save up my and save up money from my own uh, earnings. That's why I opened up a business. Okay, I see. So you opened this jewelry because you just wanted to like have your own pocket money. Yeah, uh, mostly for that. That's very like initiative, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so for the next question, um, what is your inspiration behind some of your jewelry pieces, such as your natural stone earrings? Uh, that one, my newest, uh, our newest collection, the, we started to make uh, handmade earrings uh, because back then we were focused more on uh, necklaces. Uh, the earrings itself is inspired base, uh, mostly from paintings from the artist Monet, if you know, Claude Monet. Uh, I learned about him, about his paintings, uh, and a lot, and other more uh, artists, mostly European artists, because at uh, in university I'm studying uh, information communication, but it's more of it's more in the uh, art art department rather than the social science department. That's why 
I'm familiar with uh, many paintings and uh, European artists from the Renaissance era until the postmodern and modern uh, artistic era. Uh, and also, I chose Carl Monet's uh, painting, The Water Lilies, because I'm really interested with uh, its de details, the colors, and also the flowers. I'm really interested in, flow in flowers uh, and paintings about flowers. That's, that's it. Oh, so so it's like um, the European artist is like your very role model in especially in like um, your pieces such as um, yes the aforementioned about the natural zone areas right? Yes. Okay, that was interesting actually. So for the next question, like oh, as we all know, um, in life we have challenges and obstacles. So um, can we know actually what's the biggest challenge you face? Uh, while running your business and would you mind to tell us also and uh, how do you encounter it or tackle it? The, the hardest obstacle I probably have uh, until now is besides uh, allocating the money because I'm not really good with numbers so usually I ask for my sister's help she's just help she's actually helping me uh, she's the ones making uh, and sending out the products uh, in Indonesia while I while I in France is uh, more on the product development, the ideas and uh, ho ho uh, holding social media accounts. Um, and also it's hard because I'm also uh, I'm uh, I'm control not not uh, I'm how do you say it? Uh, I'm, it's hard communicating with my sister because she's in Indonesia and also keeping up with the trends in, in our country, not Indonesia. And, uh, since I'm really not there anymore, that's why I really need her help. And sometimes I ask for my, uh, my friend's uh, opinions Besides on doing market research, mostly on TikToks from friends. Uh, yeah, it's hard to keep up on the trends that's happening on Indonesia while I'm not there. Yeah, I see. It must be really hard to keep up. Um, also, Vala, just a short note. If you want to mix with Bahasa Indonesia, juga nggak apa-apa. Okay, nggak apa Sometimes... I, I mixed up with the French words, jadi oh, <laughs> I'm sorry French. Yes, yes, yes. Kalau French kita nggak ngerti. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Okay, so next question. What do you think is the most important business knowledge or insight to have when it comes to start and to starting an online business, especially considering the uneven algorithms on social media platforms? Sorry, can you repeat the answer? Tadi, putus -putus? Oh, sorry, sorry. What do you think is the most important knowledge or insights to have when it comes to starting an online business, especially 
considering the uneven algorithms in different social media platforms? Okay. The, the thing you must know first is, well, at first you have to know what you, what you want to sell. Then besides, besides the product itself, you have to have, a, especially now, you have to have a strong brand identity for me, like uh, how how you how you make your brand stand out from the others. In it, it can be in the form of your social media account or even how you promote your products. I think that's how it uh, you can really differentiate your brand from uh, from from another, especially there's there's very much there's a lot of uh, small business brands that that are very creative these days, and with visually, because because we're in the handmade necklaces industry with uh, like beads beads necklaces. There's a lot of uh, very, very creative competitors. So sometimes uh, it's, it's hard to differentiate our products, but also in the same time following the demands and the trends of the market. And also for the different uh, social media algorithm. I think that it's it's important to stay updated to the current trends, but don't lose the your your roots. That, that's it. Yeah, I get it. Even if I do not come from the online business. Sorry, it was cut the first the first half was cut. Oh sorry, sorry. I said I get it. Okay. Okay. Next. Um, how did you approach and attract influencers to promote your products? Um, usually, besides uh, us contacting the influencers for uh, firstly, uh, first, duluan maksudnya gitu. Uh, Sometimes when we introduce ourselves to the, these influencers or uh, is these influencers, Instagrams, uh, they usually are the one who wants our product before we even uh, propose them on giving anything. The, so most of uh, the influencers we've worked on are unpaid since they are very interested in our products. Oh, I see. Charm? Yes, that also leads to another question, actually. Um, what do you think make, makes your business like um, standing out from other fashion businesses? It could be design-wise, marketing-wise, anything that you think makes your business unique from other um, businesses or your competitors, competitors as well. Uh, I try to make visually stand out through uh, through our 
products that's that's different from others and also by giving a very high quality as well as low price which is very affordable because i started uh, because i started the business itself when i was a late teenager and i i have no pocket money to afford very high, very expensive accessories especially if it's uh if it's only if it's only something that i'm not going to wear every day so it's not a daily you, you wear accessories therefore i try to make this uh, the products that we jewelry sells very affordable especially for students i see that's very understanding of you because people nowadays like to like wear jewelries that are like very outstanding right mm -hmm. like yeah. most of most of them like very very um, expensive but here you you give like and provide a very affordable price for a very good jewelry yep i'm trying to make very high quality jewelries with less with cheaper cheaper price that's how puts it Leading to the next question, if you could speak to your past self when you were just about to start your business, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, I would give I would give the old me an advice on better allocation of my money because. Uh, me growing up as an Indonesian and in the in the Eastern culture, we are so used to the feeling of the enakan. Really some sometimes when a customer uh, like gets their necklace broken uh, because of an accident, uh, I mean it's it's common to have necklaces broken because it's made by hand. Therefore it it won't be as as perfect as if it's made by machines. Uh, I I always try my best to offer them like a new one if I if they want to if they want me to re replace the broken necklaces with new one even if it's not my mistake because I feel like after after sales is very important for uh, customers to uh, always uh, to do, um, how you say it, after uh, repurchase, to repurchase. Oh, I see. Wait, I have a question for you, Vala. Um, if, since you're in France, uh, yeah, since you're in France, right? Uh, and your sister is in Jakarta, so you yeah. deal with managing the customers online from France, is it? Yep, I uh, usually, yep. I, you can continue. Yeah, I usually answer DMs. Uh, I'm in charge of answering DMs and customer, like customer service is more on me, but all the production and 
Yes, production is more on my sister because she's in Indonesia. In Indonesia. So like um, you guys are splitting tasks, right? So that the business still can run well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like um, France and Jakarta, it's like the time zones like very different, right? Like some kind yeah, of very, barrier about that. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it, is it difficult for you to communicate with your sister? It's very difficult, especially with uh, us having to restock in one day. If we have to restock and contact our seller, I mean, our supplier, uh, on purchasing, for example, pearls, we have to purchase them before a certain um, certain time before noon, uh, for example. But noon in Indonesia is very early in, in France. So sometimes I can't keep up with the time zones that makes it hard. That, that makes it hard for me. Ah, we see. Yes. Okay, so next question. Um, Usually, where do you get the inspiration for your new products? Uh, usually, my new products is are from if if uh, if you mean by new products the theme theme I usually got it by my own uh, interest like for example the Monet the Monet painting for my natural for the Bijouris Natural Stone in collection, but for products itself, which was usually by Instagram or TikTok events, trends. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so um, perhaps uh, now we, uh, will, we will be moving on to playing some games. So uh, we are going to play Never Have I Ever. And for the first question is, um, Never have I ever run a marathon. Uh, never. <laughs> never. Okay, I okay. don't see myself in a marathon. I see, I see. Mm, next one, never have I ever been in, in a talent show. It could be like in university or like uh, since you were, you were in school. Um, ever. To us, ever, yes, in school, I think. I was asked oh. to sing. Oh, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I don't you have still... a vo nice oh. voice, but <laughs> I don't know why they asked me to sing. Do you still remember, remember, remember what song you um, sang when you were in the talent show? Yes, it's an Indonesian song. It's called uh, Especially for You by 10 to 5. It's very old. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know, but I, I guess I guess that's cool though. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, never have I ever baked my own bread. No, funny thing, because I live in a country where bread is from, but no, <laughs> I usually <laughs> buy my bread. That's that's funny. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Uh, over over the pandemic, people like to try making new things, right? And one of them is, you know, the soft milk bread. You've never even tried to make it. Milk bread. 
So, or maybe the cloud breath. It's like it's like very 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 trend on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the cloud breath. <laughs> the cloud breath. Oh, no. no, I never. Oh, I don't like baking, but I like I enjoy cooking. Oh, okay, okay. Never have I ever been on a cruise ship. Never. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, I wanna, I wanna experience like, like once in a lifetime because it's like very interesting, right? Like we can, we can um take a photos and then post it on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Okay, the next one is never have I ever had to give a speech in front of a crowd. Uh, I have this. It's for my student council candidature. Uh, like I was running for to be. We we were all asked to to be to run for the student council president. So I was forced to do a speech where, as you can tell, I'm not really good at public speaking. So I practiced all night, I mean, all week long. I, I tried to memorize my speech. But then once I was uh, in front of the crowd, I, I was it. I forgot everything. You, oh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't even hold the paper? I could, but you know, if, if we were uh, holding a paper, people would could see that uh, I was shaking a lot, so uh, I ditched the paper and... Yeah, like, like giving a speech in front of a crowd, especially in like offline situation, right? And yeah. um, back then you were uh, you were part of the student council. Oh, that's very cool though. It was so long time ago, I was in elementary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, how long have you been living in France? I've lived in France for two years now. Oh, it's wow. one year, almost two, going on two. Oh, okay, okay. So oh. very fluent in France, Laya. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you can, you know, say something you in know. French. You <laughs> know, introduction in French. At the end, we'll save that yeah, for at the end. last. Okay, you know, my accent is not that good, so I'll try. I'll try okay? It's okay, it's okay. We won't understand anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, we have some questions from our from our followers. Okay. Uh, the first one is: Did you feel overwhelmed with the growth of the jewelry, and did you expect your business to grow this big? Uh, I was overwhelmed by. Wait, I, I don't really understand with the question of overwhelmed. Basically asking like how you felt uh, looking at I, 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 can't, I can't hear. Oh, sorry. Uh, basically, can, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's, it's good. Basically, ask, uh, the question is asking like how you felt watching the growth of the jewelry to um, grow this high. And okay. did you expect it to grow this high? Well, at first I didn't expect it to go anywhere because I started selling uh, accessories to my closest friends, my high school friends. 
and then from there, their 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 friends told their friends, and and you know it continues so on. So yes, I did not expect visually to expand this this big and this fast because it's just it's almost two years since I since I started it. And yes, I have. I still have a lot to learn, especially with it going so fast. Uh, yeah, I'm still learning along the way. Yeah, you never stop learning. Yes. Okay, so um, for the next question from our followers, do you have any future future plans for opening your offline uh, offline store? So um, considering you you also um currently in France, maybe you you might um you might want to open it both in Jakarta and France, maybe. Uh, of course. Of course I, I plan to open an uh, offline store sometime soon in the future maybe. <laughs> I don't know where in Jakarta or in France, but for the for in the short term, I really want to expand visually uh, internationally. So I like I can my my French friends can also buy my products and so their friends can buy you know expanding it internationally just like yes we wish you all the best for your business and your future and your for yeah it will be really cool if you open up an offline store in France yeah that's that's so cool that's a dream I wish I wish. <laughs> It can, it can. It can, of course. So, voila, that was the end of our question list. Um, can we... So, <laughs> French for us? Yes. Closing statement. Um, it could be anything if you want to introduce yourself with French or want to give some closing remarks for our um, podcast, maybe. Uh, okay. I think for a bit, uh, I think a bit. Um, sorry. Sorry to name. <laughs> okay. Uh, salut tout le monde. Merci. Uh, back in business for... Uh, m'inviter aujourd'hui de parler pour euh, votre podcast. C'est mon plaisir d'être ici. J'espère que euh, j'espère le meilleur pour Back in Business. C'est tout. Wow! wow. Impressive! That was so cool, but I'm sorry I didn't understand. <laughs> I think I think Prince, you did you did understand uh, like Mercy. You know that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know that one. But <laughs> I think you said like so thank you for having me, is it? Right. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> wow, wow. <yes. laughs> I well, can fluent in French. Right, like low key. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, for thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, the time. Uh